So this mimer is about how Hashem responds to us. And Hashem mirrors our behavior. And during the exile, when our absorbance of Torah and mitzvahs is lackadaisical in comparison to our observance in the temple of standing, that causes in heaven also a response where Hashem is also, so to speak, in a state of sleep. Just like we're spiritually asleep, so Hashem also is asleep on that night in the time of the exile. So, so far, what we've learned is that being asleep isn't a good thing, isn't a positive thing. Just like when we're asleep, um, our soul powers, our faculties are in, are dis- in a state of disarray, where the higher faculties combine with the lower faculties, instead of there being this hierarchy uh, where the higher echelons of our soul are governing the lower echelons of our soul and the things are functioning in an orderly way, or higher is governing lower, and, and, and there's a, some kind of chain reaction. In a time of sleep, there's a common, there, the, the higher faculties, lower faculties combine in disarray, and so it's not noticeable the virtue of the higher faculties over the lower. And as we're learning in, in this discourse, the emphasis is that you don't notice the, um, the virtue of things which are really great. And as we're learning, that means that during the time of the exile, it's possible for the Jewish people not to be in their home, not to be in Israel, not to have the temple standing, not to um, um, be fully, um, be where they're meant to be. Why is this possible? Because it's a time of sleep. So, so far what we learned is that sleep is not a positive thing. But don't worry, Dr. Bressman, today we're going to learn actually how this, um, the reason why when we're asleep things are in the state of disarray is actually emanating from something very positive, something very, very deep. Not because our soul powers are, are um, less, it's because they're more. It's something that is enhanced by our soul powers being in a state of disarray. This is in the PDF before I sent the one I sent you last time, Rabbi Sol. Okay, we're going we're going into um, um, it says yesterday. Not yesterday, go go day before yesterday. Okay. And Shreisha Machzayin is Gimel. Okay. Umam Shachva Maimer Zesh Beis Hashinin Nikramal Sakei Chazal Zeh Umdumusakei Chaz Kameshim Klum That's Manafish. The previous Rebbe continues in his discourse and says that when you're asleep, you cannot see the hierarchy of the soul powers over each other because it's similar to the way the soul powers are in their source, the way they are in the essence of the soul. All the soul powers originate from the essence of the soul. So sleep is analogous to the way things were before the soul powers emerged from their core, from the essence of the soul. There all the soul powers are equal. So in the previous episode, the previous episode merely says that the soul powers in their source, you see it, you saw? And it's, it's in the PDF before the one I sent yesterday, not the one yesterday, the one before that. Page what? Um, page Reish Samach or page 5. Okay. So he's just saying that there's a comparison, there's a line you could, you could draw between one and the other but not that they have any similarity to each other. In other words, the time of sleep 
and the time of the when all the soul powers were were in their pristine state and essence of the soul are are just analogous to each other, but there's no there's no actual line. But that's 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 all that he mentions in his discourse. But the Rebbe actually draws a line, and the Rebbe says the reason why our soul powers are able to converge when we're asleep is because they are ascending back to their source. So there's two things happening when we're asleep. One thing is, on the, on the one hand, vis-a-vis the body, there is a deficiency. The soul powers are leaving it. On the other hand, vis-a-vis the soul, and vis-a-vis the soul powers, there's an ascent, there's a, there is an enhancement. The soul powers are now reverting back to their original pristine state as they were in the essence of the soul. Let's say it this way. How is it possible that fire and water can uh, converge. If fire and water are in this world, they're very different to each other, they can't. But if we were to take the element of water and the element of fire, the way they are in their source, so then there is no, fire isn't fire and water isn't water, just the, uh, the, the, there's something in their, in their um, let's take it, the, 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 there is something that's in fire which isn't warm and hot. Like uh, Nachmanides says that the reason why fire ascends upwards is because the source of fire is in a sublunar sphere. So that sublunar sphere is not luminous. It's not like we look in the sky, we see fire. That's the element of fire. It's something which, which, which um, has, element, has fire um, in some kind, other state, not the way it is as something warm and hot and bright. Um, so when the soul power is similarly are in the body. Each soul power has its own location in the body. It doesn't connect with the other soul powers. But when it's in its pristine state, in the essence of the soul, each soul power isn't as categorized and classified and, and calcified to be what, what it is in the body. It's in more of a nebulous uh, state, and therefore it's able to, co- to connect with other soul powers. So what happens when we're asleep is is that the soul powers are sent back to their source. And because they're sent back to their source, that's why we, we, it looks like a deficiency. The soul powers are so weak, they're so, they're so deficient, they're so lacking, that even, there's, even, there's this disarray. That's true, looking at things externally. But the actual, if you look deeper, the reason why they're able to connect is not because they're, they're less, it's because they're more, because they're going back to their, divine, their source in the soul. So the previous Rebbe just compares them, but the Rebbe draws a line, and he says that's why the soul powers are in a state of disarray. It's because they're going back to their source, and their source, they're all equal. In their source, there is no separation between one and the other. In the sto- their source, they're not, in a, they're not so classified and categorized, and the, the, the borders between them shed in the essence of the soul, and therefore they're able to converge. That's what's happening when you're asleep. The soul powers receding when we're asleep is actually the soul powers ascending to the essence of the soul. And this is also the way it works in the analog. What's the definition of the recession of the divine light? Is that the right word, Dr. Bressman? Recession? recession yes. it's, 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 it's being hidden, going back. Right. So this the recession of the divine light in time of exile is that the divine revelation is ascending to its source. 
we're experiencing a recession of revelation. But what's actually happening to the revelation, to the light of Hashem, is it's going back to its source. And not only is it ascending to its source, it's ascending all the way back to the very essence of everything, the essence of Hashem. It says in the Pasuk, the... Um, uh, Yenenu means because he is not. So the Zohar, uh, I think this verse is actually talking about the Jewish people, the Rachel cries for his children, they're not there, they're not in the place they're supposed to be, but um, th- th- this, this refers to Hashem, the Zohar says. The Zohar says Hashem is, ascends higher, he goes back to his place, to go, he goes in the language of the Zohar to a room within a room. So on the surface, what's going on, there's a complete recession of godliness in this world. There's a, 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 there is an ascent. There's a, but what's really going on is that divine energy is ascending to its source. We're experiencing a concealment. It looks like Chasashom, the Abishur, isn't here. He's, he, he's gone away. Hashem's gone away. But really, the, the divine light that was here, that divine energy is ascending to its source. It's, it's revitalizing. It's re-energizing. It's going back to its core. That means the recession during the time of the exile is only vis-a-vis the world's experience. That during the time of the exile, the light of Hashem departs upwards and doesn't shine in here in this world. And that's why there's an exile. But if we were to ask the light itself, hey, how are you doing today? The light of, would say Adarab, would say the opposite. is specifically during the time of the exile when it ascends upwards. It's similar to when we go to sleep. This recession of the soul is only from the, the body's experience. The soul ascends from the body. But the essence of this, but 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 in, but if we take things from the perspective of the soul, it's specifically when we're asleep, the soul ascends to heaven and draws life from heaven. So, is sleep a good thing or a negative thing? So, if we're talking about the body's experience, is there a negative thing? There's a concealment. If we're talking about the soul's experience, it's a positive thing. The soul is now. Um, retreating, receding into its core, ascending into its core, where all the soul powers um, are in their um, in their essence, and, and therefore in their highest highest kind of um, reality. So, yes, Rebel, is this some somehow related to what happens on the night of Rosh Hashanah? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll say it briefly like this. It's a good question. Um, a night of Rosh Hashanah, the Chassidah um, says that um, there is a concealment of godliness that is similar to the first Simpson and actually more than the first Simpson. What happened? What happened the night of Rosh Hashanah? So Chassidah says that um, um, a night of Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is so to speak like in a state of sleep where he um, is like someone who's working, but not interested in his job. Um, 
it's not that there's actually a change in the world's existence. The world continues to exist in the night of Rosh Hashanah. But if Hashem is creating the world, and He's not interested in creating the world, He doesn't have, he doesn't, He's not enjoying the creation of the world. So it's um, so the the energy in the world is 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 analogous to the to the little bit of energy that remains in your body when you're asleep. So that's why Chassidus compares it to a person asleep that he's not interested in what he's doing. So Chassidus says that's why it's more than the first symptom. The first symptom was that all the light of Hashem is hidden. But um, in the night of Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's not that just that the light of Hashem is hidden, it's that the Hashem, lo- so to speak, loses interest in, uh, in everything, in all of creation. As Rebbelech, uh, as Rebbe said, the night of Rosh Hashanah, Rebbelech told us, the Rebbe said, that the night of Rosh Hashanah, those who have lichtkeig and those who have luminous eyes, they could see a difference in the energy in the world in the night of Rosh Hashanah. So the, the analogy of sleep regarding Rosh Hashanah, the person's working, but he's tired, is vis-a-vis Hashem's pleasure in creation. And our, when we blow the shafer, we then elicit the pleasure uh, in, in, of Hashem in creation, and that causes a renewal in the Pneum Malchus. Malchus is the source for creation. Malchus is the divine words. And Rav Rosh Hashanah, Hashem doesn't actually do it. In other words, Hashem is still creating the world. No one's forcing Him to. So when Hashem, when we say that Hashem is um, is is like like a, a, a similar to a person who's asleep, it's only like hide and go seek. It's like the father uh, who is hiding in the closet in order that the, that his son should look for him. He's never lost interest in his son. On the contrary, he, he wants his son to look for him. So in a similar way, the Abishter. Um, uh, the Abisha being in a state of, 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 of uh, animating the world without, without any enjoyment is something that Hashem is doing in order to summon our interest in, in, in reviving him and in, in in, in causing him to, um, to have pleasure in creation. So that's the purpose of sleep is, the analogy of sleep is in that discourse, it's, it's about the, it's highlighting how little interest you have in, um, in something that you're doing um, you're, not, you're not alive, you're not animated, and there's no pleasure in what you're doing. Um, in this discourse, the, the, the analogy of sleep, Rebettel, is more about um, not the uh, lack of, ener- lack of p- pleasure of Hashem and creation, but more about um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the hierarchy of what is important to Hashem, what's not important to Hashem, that the Jewish people who are important to Hashem, they're not in their place, they're not in the Israel, they're not, they're not functioning the way that, Hashem, that, they, that they naturally would, um, just like the, uh, when a person's asleep, the soul powers in a state of disarray, uh, so to in time of the exile, there is this, um, there is this, this uh, reality where we don't see the virtue of the Jewish people, Jewish people are in a state of exile. And more, as we're in this paragraph, um, the, the actual uh, stuff that's going on in the time of the exile is not that, if you look deeper, it's not actually a, a um, that something's lost, but something's being gained. It's like the, 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 uh, the energy retreating um, back into its source where it's getting revitalized. Yeah, and so it's getting stronger. It's going into its source. So, so, so the wire of all soul powers 
connecting to each other, it's not because they've lost something, it's because they've gained something going to the source. It, this actually reminds me of another um, talk of the Rebbe about the time of the exile, where um, the Rebbe gives an analogy of a teacher and students that the, um, the teacher has discovered a new idea, and the teacher wants to share the idea to his, with his students, but it's during class time. So what does he do? He, he, has to, he wants to give his students this new idea, and so what he does is, is he's, he's, he's frightened that if he, um, he's afraid that if he doesn't right away f- now focus on this new idea, he's going to, um, he's going to forget it. Because yeah. Chachma, as the Zohar says, is like a lightning flash. So if you don't, if you don't catch the wave, you're going to lose it. So what he does is he stops the class. He says, guys, wants to hold on a second. And during this hold on a second, so, so what's going on with them? What's going on with him? What's going on with them is that they're in a state of destruction. Their teacher has now gone to La La Land somewhere, and he's not present with them. He's not teaching them anymore. So they're they're like, well, they don't know what to do. What's going on with him is, is he hasn't lost his care for his students. On the contrary, he cares about them very much, and that's why he stopped teaching because he wants to give them something more. So he is ascending into himself to give them something deeper. But actually, what's what's going on in their world is that he's he's gone away. So. Um, there have been mentions in that uh, Fabrengan that therefore during the time of the exile, the, the students have to know is that um, they have to yearn for their teacher. They have to want to be close to their teacher and, and uh, not um, despair the fact that they don't see um, uh, th- their teacher revealing themselves to them. On the contrary, it's about them. And in that Fabrengan also, the Rebbe said that um, um, this teaches us something about, about the history of the exile. You'd think that if, if we were in a prison sentence, so just like in a, in a um, federal prison, um, the sentencing starts off with, with harsh conditions, and then eventually these prisoners get moved from a maximum security prison to a camp where they could really walk out, uh, and they have, they're treated better, and they, uh, and they have more opportunities, and there are more things they could do, and things get lighter and lighter until they leave prison. But in the exile, we find that the, the opposite. We find that in, in some, to some extent there, there's greater darkness at the end of the exile. Yes, there are many signs of coming Mashiach. There are, there are absolutely sparks of light. But on the other hand, there are definitely elements of the greater, greater darkness. As Chassidus says that before the um, daybreak, the uh, darkness gets, gets, gets worse and worse. Um, so so, um, so the, the reason for this is, is because the... Um, the divine light is receding into its source in order for there to be this revelation. And therefore, um, as the, the divine light is, look at the analogy of the teacher, as getting deeper and deeper into the subject, the more and more the students are not with him. The more and more he is into himself, he's not with them. So, um, so that's why the end of the exile, when, when, when it's a time for the divine revelation to, to be revealed, right before that, uh, right, right, right before the time of the redemption, it's, it's, there's a state of complete concealment. The, the teacher is reverted completely into himself to, before he gives them what he wants to give them. The divine light is ascended into its source for the purpose of, of this new revelation. So that's, that's the analogy of the exile of, of, of sleep in our, in our discourse is more like the, um, more like the teaching the students where there is, there is a recession of the purpose of, of it being revitalized. Um, 
by the very ascent itself, by the very ascent into its source. Um, that's, that's your question, Abel. All right. So, so what we learned today is this: in the previous Rebbe's discourse, the um, the previous Rebbe says that sleep is a time when there is um, the, the soul powers are in a state of disarray, and therefore you don't notice how one soul power is higher than the other, um, and it's analogous to the way the soul powers are in their source, with so the able not just to coexist, but to converge, because in their source they're all, um, they're all um, in a more pristine state, not in a state where they're so calcified and classified and categorized, and therefore the borders shed and they can converge. It's analogous to that. But the Rebbe added a point in this discourse, and he said it's not just analogous to it, that's actually why it happens. The reason why the soul powers are able to be in a state of disarray is actually because of their, of their ascending to the essence of the soul. And the similar way, the reason why the exile is a time of, of when the Jewish people are not in their place and the things are not functioning the way they are based upon the, 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 the natural yardstick of Hashem and creation of what's higher and what's lower. Why is it? It's not because the time of the exile is a lower state, the things are lower Things are worse. That's extremely from our perspective and the perspective of the person, the, of the body who is the soul power has ascended. Soul power has gone away. The, the divine energy has receded. The light of Hashem has ascended upwards. But if we look look at the, look at things vis a vis the divine energy itself, like the teacher and the student, on the contrary, he is he is trying to give his student something more. That's why Chassidus says that in the time of, of destruction of Beis Hamikdash. The Romans came in, they saw the cherubs facing each other. Now, the, the state of the cherubs is meant to mirror the relationship of Hashem to the Jewish people. When the cherubs face each other, so that shows Hashem has, is in a state of affection for us. When the cherubs turn away from each other, that means Hashem is, is dissatisfied with us. And yet, when the Romans entered the, uh, the temple, they saw the cherubs facing each other. So Chassidus compares this to the halacha. Halacha is that a husband and wife, a husband's commandment to be with his wife before he goes on a trip. Before he goes away on a trip, he has to show his wife love. And in a similar way, the Hashem, before he is uh, going into the state of, of exile, so he actually gives us the, um, this, this closeness. During the time of the exile, during the time of the destruction of the Mishnah itself, because of the destruction of the Mishnah Mikdash, what is it really the destruction of Mishnah English is really remodeling. Hashem is hiding himself, there's a descent externally, but it's only for the purpose of an ascent, only for the purpose of redemption, for the coming Mashiach. So it's actually coming from Hashem's love, it's expression of Hashem's love. Hashem is actually giving us more love by hiding himself, because the whole purpose of him hiding himself is to give us the coming of Mashiach. So in our experience, yeah, it's exile. But from the Abish's experience, what's really going on Hashem wants to give us the coming of Mashiach, and, and the, the, the way He gives the coming of Mashiach is by first going through this state of, of ascent, of, of concealment, and that's how we, we get to, um, to get to the good stuff. So, um, so, it, it's, so, so, so what I'm pointing out is that in the Rebbe's Mimer, it's not just there's an analogy between one thing and the other, it's one's a cause of the other. Externally, the soul powers converge because they're, because they're not so strong, they're, they're not so, um, they're, 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 they're in a weaker. But if you to go look deeper, it's not because they're weaker, it's because they're greater, because they're better. 
they've ascended to their divine source. And that's the, also the, the, the reality of the exile. On the surface, it's a state of absolute confusion in this world. But what's really going on is that, is that the, 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 there is an ascent of the divine light into its source, and it's all for the purpose of it being given to us in uh, the coming of Mashiach. Any questions or comments? This is like comment, but the first game that every child what? learns to play is peekaboo. Rabbi Levin? Yeah, peekaboo, exactly. Yes, Roberto. Yeah, I was just wondering, um, so did you say that uh, the, the base of this is only closed for remodeling? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it really is. Because halacha halach is you're not allowed to... Um, you're not allowed to destroy a temple. Not, a, not, not even take away uh, one rock from the temple. And Hashem keeps His rules. Hashem keeps His laws. Whatever He tells us to do, He does Himself. So how does He destroy the temple? So Chassidus says that Hashem is only able to do this because the, the, it's not really destroying it. Hashem is remodeling the base of English. So it's not really an act of destruction, it's an act of building. And that's why it's... Whatever it is you do... Make it happen now. Amen. Today's the best day for it to happen. Put him yeah. cotton. I heard a word yesterday from Kedusha Arim. Kedusha Arim says that Purim is a day you could ask for anything. So you could ask for anything. Amazing. Great thing. Wow. But, but Hashem, in order that the, the angels who accuse us in heaven say, well, they're just going to bring Mashiach. They're just going to bring Mashiach. What do you want? Uh, you could ask for anything. Of course they're going to bring Mashiach. You can make the doors open that way, then. then so Hashem said, don't worry, I'm going to give them that many mitzvahs. All the mitzvahs they have to do, they won't have time to really turn to me and ask. So the Sharim said, ah, that's what Purim Katan is. Purim Katan is a similar thing, doors are opened. And yet, with the, the, there's no obligation of all these different mitzvahs, you just have to uh, celebrate today, but no, nothing else. L'chaim. So therefore, it's time for, time for B'yesim Sheikh. Good Shabbos, Abzev, Good Shabbos, B'yesim, Good Shabbos, Abel, Good Shabbos, David, Good Shabbos, Peretz, Good Shabbos, Yisrael, L'chaim, L'chaim. Good Shabbos, 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 Good Shabbos,